Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo's show. Today I have a super special guest. His name is DJ Paul from 3-6 Mafia and uh, he accomplished a lot of big things. He even won an Oscar, which is so amazing. And thank you so much, DJ Paul, for joining me today. I'm so excited that you're on my uh, podcast show. Anytime, Udo's, anytime. You know, we've been family, so yeah, anytime. I'm here. Yeah, so I know you for like, I don't know how many years and like you've always been so cool and so humble and so down to earth. Like in my head, I was like, oh, my God, you want an like, Oscar and all these things. Like how do how was that to even like win an Oscar? Like it's like so rare, you know, and then you're one of the people that like won one. Like how was that whole experience? Man, it was it was crazy, you know, like um when we first got nominated, you know, I didn't even know what an Oscar was. I knew what it looked like, but I didn't know what, how you want it, what you do to win and what it represented. I didn't know none of that. So, you know, I Googled it once, uh, she used to call and tell me we was nominated. I Googled it and I called him back and I was like, what? I was like, we nominated for the gold man. That's what we called it. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, damn. And then, you know, fast forward (laughs) later, you know, we went it, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, it was, it was crazy. It was, I still don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? And it's sitting right over there. I still don't believe it. I look at it every day, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and then the best part is like, oh, my God, we won a gold man. <laughs> like, we got yeah. nominated for gold man. <laughs> yeah. Well, was a gold man. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole crazy. scenario is funny. You should totally, like, make a movie about that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do. And it was yeah, it was it was a blast, man. We uh, you know, a life changed dr- dramatically, <laughs> drastically. Well, the fucking word is it changed majorly after it happened. So you know, it was cool. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And like, as far as like rap and everything, like, is there anything new that you're working on now, or like, uh, what exactly are you getting into when it comes to like music and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm still um, producing other people. I just produced some stuff for the game for his new album coming out and um, Eomatic and, yeah, a lot of different people. And I finally started back working on some stuff for myself. These last few days I've been in the studio working on some stuff for myself and just brought out a single called Riding Clean. Uh, Got out a single called Scary Gary. Just about to go gold independently, which is a major solo. So I, I ain't never had nothing like that happen before. And, um, yeah, that's it, man. I'm excited about the new stuff I'm working on for myself because I'm always working on stuff for other people, and I never really get a chance to sit down and do something for, for my fans, for me. So that's what I've been doing here lately. And I, I think what's so cool about you, and maybe a lot of people don't really know about that, but – um you're like a major entrepreneur like you you major like a real estate investor and you're hardcore into like you know buying properties and all that good stuff like I think it's so cool because a lot of people they just like put people like oh he's a rapper or he's an artist or you know she's on Instagram or he's all doing this or that but it's like so cool to see that your hands are in so many different projects and that you yeah. do so many different things. So can you talk about how, like, you even wanted to do other things than just being an artist? I grew up um, watching my dad. My dad owned uh, a pest control company. And uh, from time to time, he would 
by different little houses in the hood that uh he would he would fix up and rent out. But he the difference between me and him is he would like he would hands on like fix shit himself. Like I remember being a kid seeing him, you know, working on plumbing and stuff in these houses and the projects and shit. So um yeah, I would say I, I, I saw him doing it and um, when I was young and it just made me want to do it because you know you don't really wanna a lady told me this a long time ago. This is a good piece of advice a lady told me. She was like, you always got to have seven different hustles. You know, I don't know who picked the number seven or whatever. But she was like, you got to have seven different hustles. And I was like, yeah, that's the truth. Like, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, especially music, because it's such a shaky basket. So uh, even though, you know, we sold millions of records, we're good on that. But I still like to have other forms of income. Because, you know, we went from selling you know, millions of CDs at, at you know, when CDs was sixteen ninety nine to going to streaming, which is, you know, less than a penny. Wow. So, um, so, you know, like you always just got to prepare for shit like that to happen. And, uh, and just, uh, you know, I always have different forms of like the latest said income coming in. So that's, that's what I do mm-hmm. buying uh different real estates and stuff like that. And, um, uh, got the restaurant finna open up. So, uh, yeah. Got to. I know the restaurant stuff is so cool. You like hit me up. You're like, oh, above, like, uh, no, you actually said it on story, but I feel like you said it to me. But I hit you up and I was like, oh my God, congrats. That's so amazing. Like, what exactly is this restaurant about? And like, what kind of food, uh, you know, would you expect like going there? It's a Latin restaurant. It's like, it's, um, we haven't did the menu yet. The thing that I sent you, well, the thing that I posted and I, yeah, <laughs> I keep saying like you know that I <laughs> you said it, but it's like I just yeah. saw it on your story. <laughs> yeah, that thing, that thing that I post on my story is uh, yeah. it's it's for uh, people that's trying to get a job. But I wasn't really pro- pro- uh, posting it mm-hmm. to uh, you know tell people to you know come sign up to try to get a job. There, I more was posting it because we've been working on this restaurant since 2015. Wow! So. Two of my friends know, you know, uh, I didn't never post nothing about it. Uh, here and there, I hint toward it. I post like a picture of the outside when it was all covered up and it just had like pictures of margaritas and tacos and stuff like that. So I just posted that and I was just like, you know, uh, prepare. So I just kind of slowly like kind of hint toward it. And this was the first real post that we did about it finally being ready. Yeah. We want a lot of permits and permit issues and we got ready to basically kind of open at the top of 2020 like february 2020 this was before we even knew what covid was mm-hmm. and man god uh the city was giving us hell with the permits and then uh we ended up not opening so now we're gonna be open you know after the pandemic for the most part it was a blessing in disguise yeah no it, like i i didn't know it was going on for so long but that's so cool like you're finally opening it and then like, I guess, would it be, like, happy hours and stuff, too? Because there's margaritas or, like... Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and on, on the weekend, we're going to stay open to 2 in the morning. I'm trying to get it so we can do that every day. But for now, we're going to just do it on the weekends. And I guess if everything's going good, then we'll try the weekdays. No, yeah. that That's, like, it's super cool. I always wanted to get into the restaurant business, but it just seems so hard and there's so many factors to it. So were you doing that? Like, 
you know, because you got to get employees and the cook and the, you know, license uh, for alcohol and, you know, all the permits and yada yada. So, like, how was that the reason why it took so long or was yeah. it just, yeah? Yeah, because we, we end up, like, so the restaurant is in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. So um, Beverly Hills was like, um, you know, this wood, they, they approved everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this wood don't fit the aesthetics of Beverly Hills and these floors don't fit the aesthetics of Beverly Hills, blah, 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 and all that. You know, so, um, you know, we had to, um, we had to uh, get, get things that they felt that uh, felt this, that, uh, that felt good with the city, felt good with the city. So, um, yeah, that's what the law and the permits was hell, man. But it was, you know, like I said, man, it was a straight blessing. Yeah. No, I, I could totally imagine, like, thank God it didn't happen in the pandemic. That would have been like, well, like when COVID just hit, you know, <laughs> I guess we're still supposedly in the pandemic, but it feels like everybody kind of just forgot about it. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. It's like, I have no idea what's going on anymore, you know, but um, I I was just always curious on like, what is the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Like within your whole like career? Man, I had a bunch of man. We had a bunch of situations where we almost, you know, died and car wrecks and crazy stuff on the road. So, man, it's been a bunch of man, tons, you know, tons. Because I've been doing this for thirty-one years now, so wow. I've I've seen it all. But I said one of the scariest things was when we uh when we was going to do sipping on scissor song, and we was in the, we was driving through the snow. My driver was driving. Me and Juicy was in the back sleep, and um, the car ran off the off the road into the oncoming lane, and it was a fucking rig coming in all these cars. And then the car, our car stalled out. It went start up like on some TV shit, like you know. What? So I jumped out of the car and started running. Man, Juicy jumped out. The driver stayed in there trying to make this motherfucker go, and it finally crunk up, and he took off into the middle a grass part and um and on uh, the truck zoomed back i was like oh man that was crazy so That's, wait did the driver uh, survive or what happened to him huh did the yeah. driver survive oh yeah, okay, he, uh, it started up right at the last minute oh my god i was like it sounded like he just like went off the cliff or something i was like oh my uh, god he, did he survive yeah he went in the middle part in the middle grass and yeah. uh yeah, it was it was crazy. I always remember that one because that was that was like that was that was pretty scary. Cause that yeah. snow, that snow, yeah, it would have been hell. But I told his ass though. I was like, look, dude. I was like, don't be driving fast because, like, uh, when you go to the bridge, it ain't nothing up under the bridge, so it's gonna always be more icier because ain't no ground up below it. And that's what he did. He hit that fucking bridge and that motherfucker started spinning everywhere. And you told him this like right before this actually happened or? I told him that like earlier in the. In the day? The trip, in the drive. I don't know how soon before it happened, but it wasn't that far before it happened when I told him. Do you think like you had some kind of like, like greater power or something that was kind of telling you to tell this guy that to try to like protect you from that happening or like what it's such a random <laughs> thing to like think of to say and then it actually happens you know 
Yeah, I was just telling his ass, I know these niggas be high. <laughs> and I was like, look, you know, like, don't fucking kill us. Because yeah. that's what I, I would pay my homies to uh, drive for me, you know, when, um, except for instance, if somebody want to uh, borrow some money or something, they're like, Paul, let me borrow some money. I'd be like, look, you can borrow these keys, drive me down to New Orleans. I got a concert or something. And, uh, and that's what I do. So they weren't professional drivers. They're just homies. <laughs> oh, I see. So you're just like, oh, please, just be careful. And they're like yeah. messing it up. <laughs> yeah. So like with that, like being said, do you feel like it's hard for you to keep like the um, the kind of same people that you grew up with or have they been around or do you feel like it's been kind of hard to keep the same people around because of your success or like how has that been? Yeah, I'm still cool with uh with uh, uh with most of my homies from back in the day. One of them I talk to them every night, every yeah. day. Two of them I talk to them every night. They live back home, but um, yeah, I'm still cool with them. I don't let them drive for me. Yeah, it's like a quick trip trip to Vegas or something. Sometimes I fly, sometimes I drive, but uh, but no, nah, I don't let nobody drive for me no more. No, no, I, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> You're just like, no, thanks. <laughs> so like, that was the scariest thing. But like, what is the like, like funniest or crazy kind of thing that ever happened? Like, that you would say? I'll tell you one thing. I would put that one right up there with funniest. Because I put it like this, man, like anything that that um that's dangerous and um could have killed you if you survived it mm-hmm. it's gonna always be some some humor in it yeah because even with that even with that a lot of times i tell that story man we laugh so hard man we laugh so hard because the fact that the, the damn car stalled out like on tv and he was looking at the rig this is some straight TV shit. And then at the last minute, ah, the ring, yeah. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bunch of fun ones, man. Was, like I said, it was near-death uh, near uh, situations. And, um, yeah, it was survived a long time ago. We got into it with these dudes at the, the skate ring. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, uh, the security and uh, well, it, it wasn't really no security. We was our own security. But it's like flashlight cop guys there or whatever they took us to the um to the um the manager's uh um, office and that's where they uh locked us up in there and then the kids stopped beating on the doors like 900 it was like six of us they stopped beating on the door and uh i told the dude i was like look uh either you can call the police and get us about this situation or we prepared to get ourselves out of the situation if you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah. So, so he was like, "No, don't do that. Don't do that." Because Crunchy was so ready. That was the reason why they didn't drop us because they tried to. They act like they was gonna run up, run up on us, and then Crunchy showed them something that made them change their minds. So, um, so uh, you know, we all was ready. Yeah. Because out of town, we was in this little small town. So, the fucking manager picked up the phone, picked up the phone to call the police, and he just froze. And he looked at me and he said. The phones are dead. I was like, what? 
I'm like, how is the phones are there? Like, what they climbed up on on a pole or something, cut the lines? Like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Don't don't even worry about it. We'll take care of this. We finna go out here and um, we made out. We got out. We got out. We got out on our own. And the police eventually came, but we was we was scooting back in. We was gone. Thank God yeah. we left. Got there. What the hell? Like police is always taking forever. I feel like they're, you just like, oh, police get here now, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll be there. <laughs> like, like yeah. oh, damn it! Like, <laughs> you always got to figure out how to do shit on your own because it's like you never know when these guys are gonna show up. You know? <laughs> yeah, you gotta be prepared on, on your own, man. Like motherfucker, yeah. we was. Yeah. You know? And like, what do you think? Like. Do you think like people try to do stuff more now because they're like, oh, you know, maybe we can get away with it because, you know, you are who you are? Or like, do you feel like it just kind of people back off naturally? No, I don't have no situations no more. That's when we was young and we was wild. But no, these days, man, knock on wood, hopefully I never do. But yeah, we don't have no situations these days. You know, we OGs now. People look at us different at this point. When yeah. you're, you're a young rapper, everybody, you know, they look at you a certain way. But when you become an OG, they don't, they don't really look at you like that no more. They look at you like, you know, like a, a more like a king. Yeah. Well, like when I look at you or think of you, it's just kind of like, oh, he's a hard entrepreneur. Like, I don't even really necessarily think of you as like, oh, you know, just a rapper. Or yeah, I don't, I don't consider yeah. myself a rapper at all. I, you know, I'm more a producer than a rapper. I haven't put out a rap song in so long yeah but, uh, i'm more of a producer and like you said entrepreneur than a a rapper i don't even like being called a rapper to be honest yeah no it's like i think it's like weird because it's like you do certain things but then you could do so many other things it's kind of the same situation for me like i feel like you do one thing but it's not the only thing you do and people they just kind of like put you in these brackets but like really you're doing like a million different things and they don't really understand that right <laughs> like yeah. but it's like in my head when i think of you i'm like oh entrepreneur like he has all this real estate and he got all this stuff going on it's kind of like you already did everything and it's already yeah. like in the background kind of thing you know yeah yeah for sure yeah i man did it all it's trying to do more <laughs> i more yeah. want to focus on doing more traveling now man you know like but not just for concerts, just more traveling to go see, go see places. Oh yeah, me too. I've been like literally like looking at Instagram and all these like travel pages and just yeah. like daydreaming about like going all these places. Like, and then in my head, I'm like, when can I go? When is it safe? Or like, I mean, safe wise, but like the time, like with work and everything, like when can I go and just get out of yeah. here? Cause can once I, I leave, I, I want to be gone for like months and like, just travel, you know? Yeah, it ain't the time now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially now in the stupid war now. Like, oh my God, like, you guys, like, we're, we just had COVID and we still got it and it's not over yet or whatever is happening. I don't even know. And then to top it off now is a war to like make things more like uncomfortable, you know, and bad for the people. So it's just crazy. Like, I just wanted to like go back to normal, you know. Like, yeah, I was being, uh, I did a post where I was telling people 
to, uh, you know, holler at me to uh, book a show because I was supposed to be in uh, Dubai. I was supposed to go to Dubai this month yeah. for this on vacation. And, man, I you know, I canceled it, uh, you know, weeks ago, but way before the war. But yeah. I'm so glad I did because even though they ain't fighting over there, I just don't want to be nowhere outside of this country right now. Yeah. Duck, I don't want them to be like, man, look, you can't fly, and with man, that you know, all this other shit, you gotta stay here, or any of that shit, and you know, COVID, like you said, still ain't gone, gone. Yeah. You know, they they, they raising uh, the mask uh, mandates this week out here, so you ain't gonna have to wear the mask no more. But I'm still gonna wear mine. It's just crazy to me. Like, there's just so many things going on. And on top of that, it's like you're adding this war to it. Like, it's just like enough already, you know? Um, But yeah, I wish people would just get therapy instead of like, you know, creating wars. <laughs> you know, Just put them in like a couple's counseling or something, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you guys <laughs> sort it out. Yeah, it ain't it ain't even about that, though. What it's about is uh, money and power. Yeah. Money and power. Unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Um, it just sucks. Like, and then all of us are, like, in between all this BS. Like, you know? Just yeah. like, oh, God, stop it already. But speaking of, like, laws and all the money and power and all that stuff, uh, I'm in the... Um, well, I'm in the process of like changing the law against hack leak crimes of uh, private images and videos. And right now, these hackers, they're getting sentenced as someone who's committing a hack crime and not someone who's committing a sex crime. But they're basically doing digital rape and online sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff. And it's a multi-billion dollar business. And it's just crazy to me that there's no laws against this since there's like a revenge porn law against one person doing this to another person, but there's nothing uh, against one person doing this to hundreds and thousands of women or underage girls or boys or men. Like it happens to everybody. Like nobody can go, you know, unseen when it comes to this territory. Right. So what do you think about this, these laws and like the laws being so outdated and, not updated with technology basically man you know i would have to i saw you was doing that i would have to uh before i could really answer it i would have to read more about it you know i had to you know hopefully they figure it you know they figure out a way to you know to uh you know to get it done but um i'll have to read more about it to to see see what's all involved with it. i do see a lot of signs everywhere now about sex trafficking like that's everywhere now. Like I even, I just went and did a concert in Texas and um, in the bathroom, in the men's bathroom, one obviously it's in the women's too. Yeah. Uh, but in the men's bathroom, they got stickers that they just put on the windows. I mean, on the mirrors, I'm sorry. That says, uh, do you need help? Sex trafficking, not human trafficking. Uh, blah blah blah. It's a crime. Call this number or do this or do that. They had like some stickers saying like a little secret way. I think you probably could go somewhere in the airport and get help or whatever it was. I didn't really read it like that, and I was like, damn. And they just put them in there because I travel like every weekend and I never seen them in there. But wow. yeah, I see stuff about the human trafficking everywhere now these days. It's like billboards and shit everywhere. 
it's crazy because there's like the physical like in-person sex trafficking but then there's also like uh women or little girls or little boys they're being filmed on camera while they're being trafficked and then later distributed online and then they're also profiting that way so it's not just like oh they're being trafficked and this person is exploiting them you know personally but they're also like a bunch of people exploiting them on top of online exploiting. And it's just like, it spreads everywhere. So it always lives online on the internet. Right. So it's just crazy to me that these people are like not being held accountable for what they're actually committing, the kind of crimes that they're committing. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy world that we're living in because the laws are just so outdated. The justice system is outdated. Um, And like, you know, they don't really keep up with technology, but if it's a hacker, for instance, obviously they're going to know everything there is to know about technology. You know, they're a hacker. So uh, they're updated on their, you know, situation, but the laws aren't. So it's just the law needs to like kind of update with the technology right now. And they're like kind of off when it comes to that, you know? Yeah, technology is just moving so fast. You know, it's hard to keep up, I would imagine, for them. Because it's moving fast. Yeah. And, like, you're in the public eye. Do you ever get, like, people, like, hating and trolls? And what do you think about, like, like cyber stalkers and, like, all that kind of stuff? Like, all these people that are following and, you know, like, are they ever harassing you or giving you a hard time? No. No, I never got into that. Not you never one. get haters or anything? Huh? You never get, like, haters or anything like that? One or two here and there on, on uh, social media. One or two here and there. That's quick. Well, that's part of being a, 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 a entertainer, especially a rapper. You're going to always have haters. But, no, I haven't hit none, none major. Just, you know, some here and there. Here and there. Yeah. But not a though. Like when you started out, was there like more haters and like now kind of die down because you're like more established or something? No, not really, because we we were so man, we were so deep with our crew in Memphis. Like everybody was basically with us. Like we had all the hardest dudes from that side, from the north side, the east side, the south side, the west side. So. Yeah, we we eventually fell out with a lot of those guys and those guys became you know, our enemies. But other than that, no, not really. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was I like, want- oh, okay. That, that like, you got like hardcore enemies instead. <laughs> yeah. Protect the God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that's just funny. The way he like said it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, but that's like, it's so crazy because the whole world, like, I know I experienced it. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, okay, anyone that's successful, I know, like, pretty much experience some kind of, like, hate or people, like, you know, getting involved. But something else that I've been talking to a lot of people about is that, you know, people think that people are successful, but it's kind of just, like, happens overnight or whatever. I don't really understand where they're getting this idea from because anyone successful, I know, like, works day and night or works so hard to get to where they're at and, like... In your case, too, I mean, I know you're a really hardworking person. Like, what kind of advice do you have for someone that wants to be successful? Like, what can they expect 
and what kind of work ethic should they put into everything? Man, yeah, I, I work 24 hours a day, basically. You know, I'm always working. You know, um, you got to see, it's, 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 it's different these days. Like back in the day, you could do one one thing and uh, and you could be fine with it. A lot of people had just one hustle and they was totally fine with it. I remember back in the day when we would go in the, in the studio and make an album. Excuse me, we're going to still make an album. We'll probably work on it like two months. And then we'll be free the rest of the year to sit at the house and barbecue and drink beer and just fucking relax. But, you know, yeah. these days you'll see big musicians working around the clock, around the clock, you know, because, you know, you just got to feed them more these days. Me, I tend not to really work around the clock in music no more because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, wore out on it. So I'm more work around the clock with different different things. But yeah, to answer your question, man, you gotta you gotta put one hundred and fifty percent into anything you're trying to do these days because it's um it's uh with the with the internet and all that, it's a million people can be seen doing the same thing that you do. You yeah. know, like podcasts or whatever, like uh it's a it's a million people got them. with rap, it's good uh, a trillion people doing it, you know, and these people is everybody can be seen, you know, can be seen at this point. So the, the consumers got, got a, a bigger variety than they did back in the day. I remember back in the day when it was like, you watch MTV raps or something like that. And it's probably like 10 rappers, <laughs> Yeah, you know, name them. It was just, you, you, you had your main ones, your run DMCs and public enemies and this and that. And they were, it wasn't that many rappers back then, but now, you know, everybody, everybody's a rapper, you know? So, yeah. And, and everybody is something. Everybody got, like I said, everybody got a podcast. Everybody does this. Everybody's an artist. Everybody do album covers. Everybody shoot videos. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, make, everybody, you know? Yeah. So I would say focus on one thing that you, you really think you're good at, at and start there. And once you're successful at that, then you could look in, into spreading, spreading out because the problem that can happen is you can spread yourself too thin. I do that a lot. I'm a, yeah. I'm a guilty. Spread yourself too thin, you know. But uh, but you know, I, I I don't really always practice what I preach, but I tell people what you need to do is just focus on the one task, get that done, and then move on to the other task. Because I know how my ass be. I might be in there working on a beat. And then uh, I get an idea to draw a shirt or something. And I start working on a beat and probably draw the shirt. And then I might get an idea uh, for a food recipe or something. Then I might walk in there and start doing that. Now I'm like, oh, God damn it. I just threw myself way off. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> what did I do to myself? <laughs> At night, because my head be, is be going. It's always thinking of something. You know, it's always running. But, you know, I was told that that's what most artists, all artists are like that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was about to say, because I'm like that, too. Like, um, my mind is always all over the place. And, like, you have to, like, really, like, take one thing at a time or, like, try to organize your days and, you know, get certain things done at certain times, you know, kind of thing. Otherwise, you'd be, like, working on five different things all at once, right? So yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to be an artist or a creative mind and then just keep, you know, getting everything organized and put in place all the time, constantly, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I read 
I've been working on um, being better with um, with all of that. I just read this book. I'm actually going to go back and read it again, actually, because it's a good book. I just read this book called Atomic Habits. Oh, I just read that one, too. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, that one is good. Like, I just literally finished it. And I was like, oh, my God, why haven't I read this before? I need it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you can read it a few times because you know, you can learn so much from it and you you might forget. And then it's it's, it's a good one to freshen up on from time to time. Yeah. I could probably finish reading it uh, in like um, November mm-hmm. or December, but I'm going a, I'm to a go back and read it again, actually. Okay, yeah. But that, do, that book yeah. right there is helping you in organizing. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I told you before, I'm doing like a 100 books uh, for this year. And like, that was one of the books that I read. So I'm like, just going to continue to like read books, read books, even if you don't end up finishing reading a 100 books for that year. It's like, you probably end up finishing a lot more books than you would have if you didn't set that kind of goal, right? So um yeah, I'm like reading another book called Seed of Your Soul right now with Gary Zukov. So, yeah, that one is interesting, too. There's a lot of books with like different, you know, aspects of life and all kinds of stuff. But Atomic Habits is really good because it like organizes like literally your whole life. <laughs> You're just like, oh, wow, I needed this, you know, but I'm not going to keep you here too much longer. Um uh, thank you so much for joining my show. And also, if anybody wants to find you or if there's anything else that you want to like promote, like I know you have your merch and everything. Where can they find that? Because it's amazing and I love it. I love the merch. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I need to get some some pieces for me. Like if you can send some over. Yeah, I see some stuff. <laughs> um, 36mafiamerch.com. Uh, the word three, number six merch m-e-r-c-h uh, dot com man and it's it's a lot of stuff on there it's not it's more than merch you know we're starting to turn it more into fashion mm-hmm. you know so and then i got all my barbecue stuff on there you can get the barbecue sauces and seasons and it's man it's all kind of stuff on there man so make sure y'all go to 36mafiamerch.com and make sure y'all follow me on instagram at dj paul klm twitter dj paul klm facebook DJ Paul KOM official KOM as in King of Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. And then send me the link so I can put it in the descriptions and then everybody can follow from there. It would probably be easier to, to have the links like all in one place, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much for joining my show. Woo. We did it. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> DJ anytime. Paul. Thank you so much. <laughs> Congratulations. And anytime you need me, I'm here. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.